This episode is brought to you in part by Candorel. Coming soon, a luxury master-planned condominium community rising at the corner of Bathurst and St. Clair. Situated directly on the subway and streetcar line, a monument of architecture and interior design, a timeless expression of glamour and grace. Forêt Forest Hill. Register today at live at forêt.ca. That's live at f-o-r-e-t dot c-a. had the longest amount of time out of school of anyone in North America. I want Doug Ford he to respond to and then we'll the go to Stephen Del Duca. To support our oh, kids. Yeah, I'm a little, little shocked and disappointed what I heard from my two colleagues. Well, we were in a full-out battle. That's what it sounded like just a couple of weeks ago when the four main party leaders running in Ontario's next election squared off for a live debate. Voters go to the polls tomorrow, Thursday, and our CJN political analyst Josh Liebline predicts the Conservative Premier Doug Ford is nearly a sure thing to win a second term. And he'll win against a backdrop of over 13,000 people dying of COVID under his watch. Plus the high cost of living, including housing prices that make it hard for young people or immigrants to afford homes, and gas prices over $2 a litre. But there are also plenty of Jewish issues to talk about as people go to the polls. Who are the candidates to watch in the Jewish writings? And will anybody vote because of how synagogues were forced to stay closed for so long because of COVID? Or how private Jewish schools didn't get free PPE and ventilation upgrades that the public schools got from the province? Nothing's ever certain in this, but if, if there was ever an election that looked like a sure thing for an incumbent government, this is what it looks like. I mean, I don't know what kind of surprise, like we're pretty much getting to the point of this election where anything that happens is almost too baked in to change anything. And um, right now it's just running out the clock for the PCs, basically. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, June the 1st, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Josh Liebline has submitted 20 of his columns to the CJN about this 43rd general election in Ontario. And he says the campaign could be a referendum on how well or poorly Doug Ford's government steered the province during the ravages of COVID. Coming up, Liebline will be here to make his debut on the CJN Daily and we'll dig into what you should know, what ridings and races to watch, and we'll look at the election through a Jewish lens. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Noah Zassman from Toronto, Ontario, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. A public school teacher in Ontario whose social media posts have drawn the ire of the Jewish community for their rabid anti-Semitism has now had his teaching license suspended pending an investigation by the Ontario College of Teachers. Tahir Berenjian lives in Richmond Hill, Ontario, and his LinkedIn profile says he worked for the Toronto District School Board for eight years and also for York Region's board and now offers tutoring and interpreting services. His posts call for a new Holocaust, and he posts things about Jews being pedophiles, that they're to blame for COVID, really unhinged ramblings that Judaism is a crime and that we should protect children against Judaism. A Toronto man, Michael Tepper, sent a complaint to the registrar of the Ontario College of Teachers back in April. The college issued the suspension two weeks ago, and it's posted on their website. The teacher was educated in the Netherlands and at Western University in London, Ontario. The Toronto School Board says he is not working for them now. And joining me now from Cambridge, Ontario, is Josh Liebline, the CJN's political columnist. What is the consensus from uh, from your sources on what's likely to happen 
Is right. Doug Ford going to get a twofer? I think so. I really do. It, it, like the Liberals and the NDP are fighting over uh, second place. The Greens are trying to win a second seat up in Perry Sound, Muskoka. I don't know if anybody's got a cottage up there, but they could find themselves represented by a Green MPP there too. Personally, I'm represented by a Green MP where I live. <laughs> and what about Diane Sachs? Since we're on the Green, I was going to ask you later, but we'll get to it now. Deputy uh, Deputy Leader and former Environmental Commissioner for Ontario in, in University Rosedale. Does she have a chance of unseating the NDP? I really don't think so. Like right now, the NDP is fighting in a pitch battle. They pulled a bunch of resources and they're fighting like with the liberals for all the downtown ridings. It's going to be a real tough battle. And a lot of these are going to be like real nail biters on election night. So if you're looking for some excitement, if it's been mostly just a bunch of shamazos one after another for this election, I would recommend checking out, you're sitting in front of your TV and checking out the the race because it's going to be some real hard GOTV fights. This one's going to go down to the short strokes in a big way. This is, I mean, the the PCs are likely going to take a lot of them very quickly. But uh, but if you're in Toronto and you want to see a riding, a a fight between uh, the Liberals and the NDP and a lot of the downtown ridings, there are some where it's the Liberals and the PCs there's going to be slugfests in uh, the midtown and uptown ridings. Liberals are poised to take a few uh, ridings, I would say, from the uh, from the PCs in the 905 area. So wherever there are Jews all over the province, uh, sit back and uh, enjoy yourself on election night because you're going to see a lot of stuff going back and forth, I believe. Okay, well, let me just quickly say GOTV, for those of you who aren't insiders in the ballpark, get out the vote. Now, look, let's talk specifically about some of the key interesting Jewish races. Mm-hmm. Um can we start off with somebody who's not running, which was Gila Marto in Thornhill? Yeah, I spoke to Gila a bit during the election. Uh, there was a lot of uh, difficulties between her and the party. Uh, some of the stuff she's asked me not really to get into, but a couple of like butting heads with a few people in her PC caucus up uh, uh, around the area. Um, so it was kind of tough for her. She kind of left on her own terms. She's doing her own thing now. Um, I don't think that uh, the writing is going to shift out of the PC hands anytime soon. Like we are going to have a few Jewish MPPs return to the house, but I don't know. Let's count them. Let's count them. Who would they be? Okay. So uh, like most of them are like a lot of the uh, Jewish MPPs have left the PC party of Ontario. So Roman Babber's out. He was out. Um, I'm trying to think of any, if there are any others that are going to be elected into the PC banner, I would say Michael Kersner in York center, probably, but he's the only name that really sticks out to me from the PC banner. Um, we've lost a lot of them. We lost uh, Rima Burns McGowan from the NDP. She's gone. Um, uh, we are looking at possibly a liberal moving, uh, liberals electing and Dr. Nathan Stahl in St. Paul's. That's going to be a tough fight. Right. Um, and he's had some issues with uh, posters last couple of days. They were like sticky posters, uh, more like bumper stickers, uh, accusing him of being, you know, uh, all kinds of anti-Israel uh, things. Um, but that has been an issue for some candidates that they have to deal with uh, anti-Semitism in their party or from potential candidates who get vetted and then somehow these things get missed, that they had anti-Israel rhetoric. How big of an issue was that you off the top of your head were there maybe three or four candidates that got struck down from various parties because of their positions uh, against Israel? Well, I did talk a bit about uh, Steve Parrish out in Ajax who got... um taken down uh, thanks to the efforts of the great uh, Emma Cunningham, who will be running for school board trustee uh, coming up in the, when we move from the provincial to the municipal areas. Uh, she's going to be one to watch. Yeah, um, we did lots of interviews with her around Christmas time, yep. um, January, when she quit as Pickering Oxbridge writing um, executive because of the the fact, we should just quickly recap for the listeners, that the NDP was uh, going to back 
the uh, running in that riding of Steve Parrish, the former mayor, who yes, refused to change the name of a street in his community, which was named after a Nazi naval captain. Yeah. Um, and he wouldn't apologize until actually the late Steve Arnold um, uh, from the CJN, where our colleague uh, wrote about it. And finally, you know, he stepped down and apologized. But how is the uh, NDP for anti-Semitism? It's very hard to tell because this is a very like when you're not the liberals, when you're not the centrist party, you have a like, and these issues go on behind the scenes that we don't hear about. And this is a, there's something that is very common to Ontario. This is not like Alberta, where like there's lots of like open and messy fights with each other. This is not like uh, Quebec, where it's like cults of personality and stuff like that. A lot of this stuff is really played down. So you have people in the NDP who have uh, who have issues with Israel, it's true. But there are other people, like I'd say the MPP for uh, St. Paul's, despite uh, being attacked uh, by people who are sick of uh, the way the NDP was going on Israel, she's done a few, uh, she's been able to build a lot of uh, support in the Jewish community there um, for someone who doesn't come from the Jewish community. What's so her name? A MPP Jill Andrew, the person who, uh, who uh, Nathan Stahl is running against. But uh, I mean, when you have like the NDP uh, candidates who have actual ties to the Jewish community, who represent Jewish writings, have done a pretty good job of reaching out to them. Now, there are problems that are at the party level that they really can't control. But uh, there are plenty of people on the PC side and some of the fringe parties on the right that don't have that have issues with the Jewish community, too. And um, they are um, it hasn't been it has it isn't as pronounced. There has they're not you're not going to find any uh, out and out anti-Semitism, but you're going to find a lot of conspiracy theories that wouldn't sit well with members of the Jewish community if this is talked about. Let's jump right in on that. When you drive up and down the streets, uh, uh, you see these yellow signs and new blue and lots of the candidates have Jewish sounding last names or are we know that are Jewish. What is this party? What is the attraction for these people? The the common denominator is these are people who have not fit in with the uh, major parties who don't like the. The weasel words who don't like the fact that things are that they, they don't feel as represented as they could. And here is something where they feel that they have a need to get in on the ground floor. In some cases, there are Jewish, there are people in the community who have anti-vax, anti-mask feelings. There are people who believe some of the conspiracy theories that are being taught there. It's not as if, even though people are aware of the, the, you would see people on Facebook talking about, well, aren't these people aware of their history? The answer is yes. And they still feel like the major, like the, that because of the issues they've had with the vaccine or because of their religious beliefs, it's just not a starter for them to be part of the main parties, mainline parties, or they've been in a situation like we've talked about people from the NDP, like Sam Kaplan in, uh, in, uh, in Edwinton Lawrence, he had a very bad experience with the NDP and I don't, and he's, uh, he's running, he's going alone as an independent. Josh, what about the COVID? Let's talk a little bit broader issues. Now it's been two and a half years. Lots of Jewish people could not visit their grandparents, their parents, their relatives in seniors' homes or seniors' residences. Lots of Jewish people died of COVID because there wasn't uh, the iron ring that Doug Ford planned to put around um, nursing homes and retirement homes. Obviously, it was a porous ring, um, a leaky ring. And and that's one issue. Does anybody still, is anyone angry about that? Well, yes, they are. But honest, but this is, I wrote about this in one of my columns. This isn't like SARS, or it was a specific issue that affected just Toronto. And that was a very damaging to the PC government of the day back 20 years ago, I remember. This is a worldwide issue where Ontario was performing sometimes below the pack, sometimes doing better than the pack. Like out in Quebec, things are like 
things were even worse, if I remember correctly, at some, some Jewish nursing homes. Yeah. So it's not exact. It's not just something that can be connected to Ontario. This is like something. If something like inflation, for example, which is another issue in this campaign, that doesn't really fall on the provincial government so much as it does the federal government. Housing is another issue which you think would be a big issue for Jews, young Jews trying to buy a house, right? But that, again, doesn't fall on the provincial government. That's more of a municipal issue. So voters are actually pretty good at picking out who's responsible for what's going on. So, yes, the management of the pandemic was not as good as it could be, but it's not as though in Canada it's all one person. And it is, it is something that all the different premiers had to deal with. And people are willing to give Doug Ford a pass on it. I mean, you can talk about... Uh, better ventilation for schools. You can talk about hiring more teachers. You can talk about hiring more nurses. And there are things that could have been done better. But it's not as though people think this is where the government really dropped the ball. This is not like something that is localized to a Walkerton. It was just too big to really put on one specific area. Did not Ontario have the longest school lockdown and business lockdown in North America? Of course they did. And And there were Jewish parents, modern Orthodox Jewish parents who actually protested at Yorkdale Shopping Center around January to reopen the schools. There were Jewish schools who uh, took the government to court because uh, they wanted to be open because they don't have computers and yada, yada. Right. So they, they thought that and they had and to pray. Definitely not going to cost them the election because for one thing, the opposition parties have not been able to really nail the government or Doug Ford's feet to the to the wall on this. They haven't said this is the thing. They haven't gone to a Jewish community and said, you know what? You guys could remember it's because of Doug Ford that you couldn't open have you because you couldn't open your schools, you couldn't open your businesses. It's Doug Ford's fault. Because a lot of you have to with the liberals, a lot of the issues that were put in place happened under their watch too. And the NDP has never had a chance to really make the issues better. So they really don't have a lot, to, uh, uh, much of a better uh, leg to stand on here. So I guess uh, it's going to be status quo. It'll be some good close writings to watch. And will he get back in with a majority? Oh, most of the polls are saying that it is going to be a majority. He may have around, uh, the average of what I've seen is around the same number of seats as he had when he started. And keep in mind that Doug Ford lost a lot of seats and his seat count went down as the four years went by, as MPPs were kicked out of caucus, as people left. He accumulated a lot of bodies. And I think that like you're going to see the Liberals win back a lot of the seats they lost to the NDP. I don't think you're going to see the NDP really break through. I think they're going to have the biggest net loss on election night. You're going to see the Liberals creep up, but I don't think they're going to like this. Last week has been pretty bad for the Liberals, actually. And the NDP have kind of like Andrea Horwath has gotten off of COVID and she's kind of got a bit of a bounce to her. Uh, that may you know fall apart by the end, but it's looking like the NDP is going to hold on to official opposition. The Liberals are going to go up from seven seats how could they go down really so um i do think that it's it's not going to be enough uh seats between the other three parties to replace doug ford and i think we're looking at another four years and some serious soul searching for the ndp and liberals to see how can they really do things differently how can they really appeal to jewish and non-jewish voters and it's really time for them to stop doing politics as usual because things have changed and people are looking for different things from their governments and they're not going to get excited for the same old same old jewish or non And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Alti Rodel of Ottawa. And we'll end with a little clip from the film called The Rhapsody. 
And you can win a pair of tickets to see it this month at the Toronto Jewish Film Festival if you are among the first two people to subscribe to the CJN Circle. The film's having its world premiere on June 15th. It tells the amazing story of a Toronto Holocaust survivor, Leo Spellman, and how he wrote his masterpiece, After the War, in a DP camp where it was played once, and then he kept the sheets in his garage for 56 years. Spellman came from a famous Polish musical family. His cousin was the actual pianist from the Hollywood film called The Pianist. If you want to enter to win a pair of tickets, the link is in our show notes. And here is a clip from the film. People don't believe. If they will tell you that you will get killed tomorrow, you won't believe. You say, you don't know what you're talking So we didn't believe what they said they were going to do with the Jews. We didn't believe it. 